0: Thanks for joining us for Journey Living with Shannon Meyer. Journey Living is a radio broadcast featuring the Bible teaching of Shannon Meyer, whose passion is to help women walk with God through the trials and challenges of life. Now, here's Shannon. How many of you would say that we both need more courage and bravery to what we're facing today in this thing we call life? Wow, and what a life we are living in this moment in time. Your this may be different from my that, but either way, we are still on a journey together. Today, we're going to talk about a group of people in the Bible that are just like you and I that were also on their own journey in life. Some of you may know them. They're called the Israelites, and you've heard and read about them in your Bible studies or Sunday school or church group. But for those of you who haven't, I just want to give a little bit of a backstory. They were all held in captivity for over 400 years and were under the charge of Pharaoh. He was a tyrant and quite honestly, awful to them. But their leader was Moses, which many of you know about. He is the one who has given us the Ten Commandments. He and God were some of the best of friends. It even says in the Bible that no other man since Moses has ever seen the face of God, meaning he was really up close and personal to the God of all creation. Moses was to lead his people to the promised land, out of this captivity. And doing that meant they would have to also travel through the Red Sea. He did that successfully, and then just before he was to enter them to the promised land, he died. And he had to pass the baton off to Joshua, his predecessor, where he would then lead the Israelites across another body of water called the Jordan River. Joshua had huge shoes to fill and would need all the courage that he could muster to get these contrary and difficult people again across a raging body of water. Many of us are facing our own raging river. Maybe it's a river at flood stage with COVID or diagnosis. Or maybe you are facing a raging river of divorce or financial loss. Or maybe it's on the shore of senseless decisions that someone else has made for you, now that dictates your life into something you had never chosen for yourself. Today, I want to ask you where are you on your own journey? What Jordan River do you face like Joshua and the people of Israel? Look around. What is behind you? What is in front of you? What do you need to leave behind? And what do you need to gather as supplies for you to take this journey? Everything you do will be of the utmost importance, and I mean everything. Now, I'm not here to tell you what to do or how to do it. You already probably know what those things are. No, I'm here today to give you a pre-journey pep talk, a boost of a Holy Spirit-inspired loving like your mama would but not like you're going to a sleepover for the first time or even your first day of school. But you're sent off to college, to war, or even a marriage kind of talk where every decision can and will make or break you. Being brave isn't something that happens when you're not scared anymore. Being brave is when you do it anyways, no matter who's looking or who's not. Well, the question may be asked today, why do we have to be brave? Well, for one reason, God asks us to do. Actually, he commands us to. Could you imagine God asking you to do something and you saying no? Then how come we do so often? We see God commanding Joshua to be brave in chapter 1, verse 9. I know seeing other people be brave makes me want to be brave. It's kind of contagious. You know how we are. If someone else has it, then we want it too. You know, remember this. When you laced up your roller skates to show your kids there was nothing to be afraid of. Well, knowing all along one wrong move and you could end up in traction for months. Or how you got in the line of the biggest, tallest roller coaster your family member could find to help show your kids how not to be afraid. Or maybe asking them to jump into your arms in the deepest end of the pool to show them there was nothing to be afraid of. Because in all honesty, if we show our kids what bravery looks like, it's only to lead them into their own land of bravery. We're all leaders at some point and other in our lifetime. Joshua was this kind of leader for those Israelites. Think of it, if you're a Christian, then you are part of the royal priesthood, which definitely warrants your leadership. God has called me personally to inspire and encourage others. I'm here today to encourage and inspire you to be brave, not just sometimes, but all the time. I know you too are facing catastrophic and monumental size circumstances, and you may need help seeing the way in front of you instead of just the storm clouds that surround you. To see beyond the dust and the debris and to look for the hope in your future. I know for myself, I rarely ever do anything new, not feeling like I need to be brave. I have to muster up the courage to step into something I know nothing about kind of like I have to put just one foot in front of the other and take the next step and the next step and the next step. But oftentimes I do that literally shaking in my shoes. I know that God is narrating my life and I have to walk it out, even shaking. And so do you, friend. What do you or have you felt in your spirit has been a tugging, a nagging or a pulling That you are unsettled and feel like the Spirit is calling you into. Maybe even asking you to put your bravery on display. But not for likes or fanfares, but for encouragement. Remember, it's contagious. A domino effect, so to speak. Acts 4, verse 13 says, The officials were amazed to see how brave Peter and John were. And they knew that these two apostles were only ordinary men and not well educated. The officials were certain these men had been with Jesus. So you see, people often recognize something in you that they can't quite put their finger on, but they know you've been inspired with the Holy Spirit. You've spent time with Jesus. That is what gives you your courage and bravery. So I want to ask you today, what step of courage do you need to take today with the help of the Holy Spirit, with the help of Jesus holding your hand to start you on your own journey to the promised land? Do you need to get your finances in order or organize your monetary life? Do you need to make an appointment with a doctor, a counselor, a personal trainer, an accountability partner, or a dietitian? Do you need to write out a plan, set goals like Habakkuk did Remember, it says, he wrote them so big that if a runner ran by, they could read them while they were on the run. Almost billboard size proportion. Do you need to set plans to write out your future plans that God may be calling you to? Sure you do. Maybe you just need to make a phone call, have a conversation, apply for a new job, or quit your current job. Maybe you need to enroll your child in a different school district or move to a new area. Where is God calling you to that's going to take bravery and courage? Because we live most of our lives lonely and afraid. Remember, there are 365 fear knots in the Bible for a reason. And at the lowest level possible, while all the while God calls us to live in even a better place, a promised land, so to speak, to come to the summit, to take you on adventures and journeys that you could only imagine. Why is it that we just let God's greatness pass us by? Well, there are eight commands and promises that God gives to us just in the first 10 verses of Joshua 1. Let me just go over those real quickly with you. Number one says, get ready, get ready, get ready. That's the first command. Secondly, he says, I will give you every place you set your foot on. That means he's giving you territory. Number three, no one, and I mean no one, will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. Meaning, think about all those enemies and people that come against you. It reminds me of the verse that if God be for me, then who could ever be against me? The number four command is to be strong and courageous. Following with number five, you will lead to inherit the land that I have promised you. Number six is to be careful to obey everything I've commanded of you, meaning knowing what God's word is and then doing it. Just like the old song, the old hymn, Trust and obey for there's no other way, which leads me to number seven, because you will be successful wherever you go. And finally, do not let the book of the law depart from you. All of those promises and commands can be found in Joshua 1 verses 1 through 10. Pull out your Bible sometime and read those and just read the powerful statements that God gives to Joshua. He gives him this great charge to take my people and cross over into the promised land. So today I want to ask you, what promised land is God leading you to? What do you need to get in order in your own life? What do you need to get rid of? What's holding you back? What keeps you down and out of God's plan for yourself? Go through every area of your life and systematically get it in order. If there's chaos, your mind, body, and soul are typically a cluttered mess. You should be able to wake up every day and be ready to take on the world instead of the world taking you over. Command your day. Don't let it command you. Do you need a budget? That big, ugly B word? Make your money work for you instead of you work for your money. Remember, if you're coasting through life, you are going downhill. You will always need a plan, a goal, a strategy. Because if you don't, Satan will often wreak havoc in your life and take it over like a tsunami on a clear sunny day. You'll never see it coming until it's too late. Remember, God never intended for us to sit back and do nothing. And he certainly didn't create us to be a clone, a duplicate or a double. You were made as an original and meant to stay one. Get off of social media and comparing yourself to everyone else. You are not them. You were never created to be them. Please don't look at everyone else's life and say, I want that too. No, because God asked you to do what was great for him. He created only one of you. There is nothing or no one who has something more than what God has given to you personally. So live your best life now. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can either think or imagine according to his purpose, that is at work within us. So many have said, if we only had the perfect family, if I only had the perfect life, if I only came from the right pedigree, I could do this or I could do that. Friend, that's all wrong. That is the lie of the enemy. We are all dealing with depression, addictions, and rejections. We are all living some of these days with deep-seated despair and even deeper wounds that no one even knows about. But God is calling us to live full of love, even when we are hurting and even when we're hated at times. This in and of itself will take bravery and courage. We fight hard, but we need to love even harder. We must press through and get back every single time. And we have to get up every single time Satan knocks us down. We have days, weeks, and months where it seems like we are going through hell literally. But the difference is we just have to keep going. We cannot stay there we push pull and scratch our way up and out of the pit of despair that too takes courage and bravery i have suffered from pit dwelling at times myself i can get so far down into a pit that i wish the walls could cave in on me but somehow some way with the grace of god he will bring me back up and out on my own miserable being my pit t the why in there, my own pity party could last for days if I allowed it. But look at the why in there. Do you know what that's there for? Because it's about you. The why stands for you. And there's an old adage that says when life's all about me, there's not room for anybody else. But that also leaves us in a very pitiful state. Life is tough and rough, and some days honestly unbearable, but it's up to us to press in and press on to get to that promised land that God has so promised to give us. Remember, this promised land was promised to the Israelites forefathers, and yet they had not obtained it. Why? Because the 11-day journey became 40 years. Think about it. The promised land was less than two weeks away. That's less than a whole 30 diet. I know I've done it for 30 days, and it's brutal. I don't think walking for two weeks straight could have been any worse. But they succumbed to their own words. You know why? Because they complained. They grumbled. They were ungrateful. They were mad at God. They were mad at Moses. They were mad at the world. Have you ever been there? I have. I've been filled with so much hate, anger, and bitterness, it's nearly destroyed me. And guess what? That is exactly what Satan is hoping for. He wants you to shut up and shut down. He wants me to do the same. Do you know what I face many mornings when I want to pull the covers back over my head and lay in my bed or bath longer or even spend more time with Jesus? But I choose to get the good news out to all of you. Think about this for a moment. What if I would have succumbed to all of my own devices, all the lies that the enemy had told me, and all of those emotions that have run rampant through my life and probably yours sadness, despair, depression, anger, rage, bitterness, fear of rejection? Where would I be today if I would have allowed Satan's lies to maintain in my life? Well, it certainly would not be here on the radio with you today. I wouldn't be doing Bible studies or conferences or events. I would not be an encouragement or an inspiration to anyone. And that means Satan would have won. And I would not be getting any closer to my promised land. Psalm 27, 13 says, I remained confident in this, that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Do you hear that word confident? That's for you and I. God doesn't need to be confident, he already is. We need to be confident. We need to be everything he calls us to be. Do you ever wonder why you aren't getting very far in life? Is it that you are too busy going around the same dumb mountain like the Israelites did? I know I sure have. I don't want my 11-day journey turning into 40 years. I often wonder how much time have I truly wasted? Are you looking for God in your land of the living? Or are you too busy looking at everyone else's land? You will have to be intentional in looking. But if you do, it is all around us. The second thing we talked about is that God wants to give us every place we put our foot on. That is everywhere you go. Whatever you do or whatever you put your hand to. Not by the world standard of success, but of God's, which is so much greater than anyone else's. What if what he gave you is yours and yours alone? Not to hoard, but to share as the owner. Isn't it great when you have someone in your life who is generous and they share out of their own wealth or bounty? I have friends and family in my own life like that, and they have been such a blessing to me. Whatever I have walked into They came alongside and blessed me with something that God had given to them. I want to be that same kind of person. God did not create us to be an island or isolated, although many of us live that way. Because when life's all about me, there's not room for anybody else. It takes courage to step out and say, I need help. It takes courage to help those who have been forgotten. And remember this. Oftentimes when we do that, the enemy often waits in the shadows where he does his best work. And it's when we are lonely and left for dead that he attacks. So stay diligent. Stay busy about God's work. Stay the path. Stay the journey to which God has called you to, even on the hard days. I want you to think about this. Have you spent much time on yourself lately? I don't know about you, but a day or two of me is enough to send me right over the edge into the pitiful, dreaded pit. You know, if that took 40 years to get to the promised land from the time they were released from Pharaoh's power until they actually put their foot on the promised land, how much time did they waste and what blessings did they miss? It was an 11-day journey instead of 14,600 days look at the math difference. Or if you want to look at it in hours, it took them 350,400 hours instead of a mere 336 hours. What hour are you on? What day are you on? What year are you on? Was it because you were too afraid to step out? Was it because you didn't follow the commands that God asked for you to be strong and courageous for what's ahead, no matter how dark the day looked? What is your dream? Do you need to be brave to see it come to fruition? I'm sure generation after generation could only have dreamed of being released from captivity back then. And once they were, they even decided they wanted to stay longer. How many of you have wanted to be out of something so badly that you could taste it, see it, breathe it? Maybe you've even bled for it. I know, and you've cried over it. How many of you have even thought to ask God to release you from it or heal you while you were in it or even to get you through to the other side, but instead you complained about it. Although the book of Joshua tells us about the Israelites' battles, its primary focus is on God's faithfulness to his people as he protects them in battle, gives them the land he's promised them, and restores peace among them. It's because he's called them all to be brave despite what was ahead especially Joshua. Are you a Joshua? Because the people of Israel were responsible for choosing to wholeheartedly obey and follow God, just as we are responsible to follow and obey him today. If we do, we too will know and see God's goodness and faithfulness. And if we don't, we only have our own sadness and regret. What if God has gifted you with something and you refuse to open it? Because you were afraid because you were afraid what was ahead. Today, I want to ask you this. What is right in front of you that may lead you to an amazing future, but you are so afraid to put your foot into the water? Remember, at the Jordan River, the water did not stop flowing until they put their foot in it. What do you need to put your foot into? Where do you need to take a step? Friend, God will help you every step of the way, but you'll have to take that first step. Be strong and courageous and brave. Don't be afraid. God not only gives Joshua this charge, but I believe it's for you and I in this very moment we face and the year we are in today. Do you want your marriage back to be better or even the best? It's going to take work. Do you want to feel good, look good? It's going to take work. Yes, you'll need to be strong and courageous to make some changes in your life and get over a bag of Doritos and Diet Coke to boot. God doesn't mince words. When he says it, he means it. And if we simply stay in step with him, we will get there. And he says, I will do even more than you could ever think or imagine. So think about it one more time. What is your dream? Your greatest hope or your greatest desire? Quite possibly the only thing between you and that dream is your bravery. Will you be like Joshua and be brave despite the rising river? Go in all the faith and believing that God goes with you. Be strong and courageous. You'll never be sorry you did. Thanks for listening to Journey Living with Shannon Meyer. If you would like to hear this program again or request Shannon as a speaker, visit journeyliving.org. Join us again next Thursday morning at 9 a.m. for Journey Living with Shannon Meyer right here on Shine FM.